mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 317 of There's No Place Like Terra Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. I am Grace. Holy cow, we made it. We're doing it. Today we are watching SG Atlantis. Yeah. Season 5. Uh-huh. Episode 20. Yeah. Enemy at the Gates. Yes. A.K.A. The Last One. Uh Uh-huh. A.K.A. The City of the Ship! (laughs) Because I just forget that. And <laughs> you I keep love forgetting that. it. Um, I don't know why, but getting to the end of Atlantis somehow hurt my heart more than getting to the end of SG. Maybe because it came so fast. I think A, because it came so fast. And B, when you got to the end of SG1, you were already in the middle of Atlantis. That's true. I think if this possibly was like stacked with universe or something yeah. and you came to the center of this but you're already in the middle of another story we did not stack these no. and spoiler alert eventually we will be coming back with universe we'll yes. tell you guys more at the end of this pod but this is not yeah, the end of not, us yeah we didn't start universe as we stopped atlantis <laughs> no We've got a live Kaylee on the floor today. And there's lots so of with like, us. trucks and mail going it's by. It's just going to be what this day is because I don't know that there's a way to like cut anything out today. There just won't be. Um, do you have an AKA? I do. What's your AKA? I'm very proud and both ashamed <laughs> of this AKA. Oh, no. Be, don't be ashamed. Sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty accurate. It's that's, that's my AKA. I've been waiting for it. Because here's a spoiler, guys. I, of course, because I don't tell Grace spoilers, I never shared with Grace that this series ends in her backyard. What a beautiful ending. <laughs> I cried again when I did my rewatch. Yeah. What if it's sitting on the gates of the bay? Sitting <gasps> on the gates of the bay. Yeah, yes. Kaylee hates it. <laughs> <laughs> or loves it. Um, What an episode. What a lean, mean. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to get to. Okay, let's do our new usual bits. I don't what was know your week? if I have. Okay, the only pop culture thing I will say is, again, rings of power. Um, I love it. Uh, I find it fascinating to be watching this show at the same time as House of the Dragon. Oh, uh-huh. Because... <sighs> I hadn't considered that. Well, here's the thing. Uh, this is, I don't know how to phrase this better, so hopefully you'll get my point. Um, I've seen, seen a lot of Game of Thrones. I've read all the books. Dude, I fucking get it that being a woman is shitty... In Game of Thrones world. Yeah. And so to see, and I love Rhaenyra. She's a fantastic character. Yeah. But to see the difference in Rhaenyra and Galadriel. And like, listen, Galadriel without her fucking faults, okay? Yeah. No, it's not that one's better than the other. No. They're just different. It's just the difference. Uh, it's like, I'm I'm kind of sick with the shitty treatment of women. It can get hard to watch. I think it's why I kind of... St- I had to stop watching Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, because I was me too. like, 
too real. I'm like, I don't, I haven't started the new season. I know started this week and I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to get to it. Well, we, we've talked about how sometimes TV is escapism. Yeah. It's hard to escape when you're dealing with some of the same things, structures yes. that are in place in our real world. Uh-huh. And while it's important to reflect things to some amount of reality, sometimes you just need to get away from it all and go to the Pegasus galaxy or something like that. 100%. Um, Anyway, uh, I like Rings of Power because I like all the characters. And then the episode that aired last night, we got some more dwarf action and Disa. I love Disa with my whole heart. Like, <laughs> again, as much as I say that I'd like to be an elf or a hobbit, we know that I live in this world. I'm going to be a dwarf. And it's like a dwarf. Disa is the dwarf I, I long to be. I absolutely see it. I think you should be proud to be a dwarf. I'm I'm a dwarf. Um, I speaking of mm-hmm. other realms, um, if any of our critical role fans are out there Uh how you doing how's everybody doing right now how you doing um i'm not fully caught up with the episode that aired this last thursday i still have an hour left or so yeah i have about an hour and a half left but we hope you're all are okay we give you we give you big critter hugs yeah critter hugs from one critters to another critters (laughs) because we need them um yeah take what is it don't forget life. to love each other. I, I was like, life, life needs, needs things, things to live. live. <laughs> oh. January 9th, 2009. Oh, yeah. This is the 100th episode of Atlantis, the finale of the series. Originally, all, most of this shit was planned to happen before this, they knew it was the series finale. This was almost at the time when I would have been watching the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. Because there were other shows on the Sci-Fi Channel, mm-hmm. so I would have seen commercials for Possibly. the ending of Atlantis, yeah. and and probably like ignored them. Yeah, probably. Anyway, like, what the fuck is that? I don't know what that is. Okay, bye. Yeah. Um. So when they found out this was also the series finale and not just the season finale, yeah. it worked. They amped a bunch of stuff up, but for the most part, all this stuff was going to happen. Boy, didn't they amp it all up! Boy, did all of these things happen! Um. Written by Joe and Paul, directed by Andy Makita. Uh, names that you would want to see in a series finale. Christopher Heider- Heyerdahl, Mitch Pelegi, Kevin Smith, Michael Beach, Ben Cotton. Kavanaugh has his moment again, even though we didn't think say, we wanted to see him again, but we did. Say, and people you didn't think would be back, but also we're fine to be back. And then some faces that are also familiar like mm. Gary Jones, Colin Cunningham back as Major Davis and then the singular Amanda Tapping yeah. looking fucking stunning. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, she okay. is a gorgeous woman. This is when I would have been watching Warehouse 13 so I needed I to check in on I do love that. Warehouse 13. I think that's what I would have been watching on Sci-Fi. Okay, bye. I think a lot of us watch Warehouse yeah, yeah, 13 yeah. on Sci-Fi. Um Yeah, holy cow. How does she do it? I don't know. I love her. She's like this shining beacon of light. She's... I don't know how else to describe it. She's goddamn angelic. Like, I'm pretty sure she admits light. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. She just is this beacon of light. And there are some people in our lives who are like that, I think. And something about Amanda Tapping, she is able to even admit that through the TV screen. I know. I love her so much. Um, But take this as an opportunity to appreciate Amanda Tapping. 
and the other begins of lighting your life. For me, a Nathan Drakemal. <laughs> he's so I love. God, he's just so happy. A little beacon of happy. I love him. Kaylee's looking at me, like she, showing me her butt, going, you? "I am a beacon of light. You're a beacon of like dark light. I am a beacon of light. God damn it! You're like a beacon of UV light. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, a black light beacon. Um, so they were hoping and writing this, pushing for a TV movie to follow it. Oh, um, needless to say, Stargate Extinction was never made. I kind of like that they didn't. I like how hard and fast the end is for this one. Yeah, it it comes careening through the atmosphere with no air brakes. Yeah, careening through the atmosphere, I think, is the bridge to our latest single. (laughs) Careening through the atmosphere. Okay. So this episode starts fast and stays fast. So let's get to this because there's a lot to cover. Catch it. Ready? So grab onto your butts. Hold on to your butts. In the control room, Todd dials in looking super healthy Wraith again. Yeah. Uh, because the Aratus bug, quote unquote, cure was painful, but successful. Yep. John's going to focus on the painful part. Uh because i love that's what john's gonna listen do. i love the amount of pure spite that john yeah. has for todd this entire episode mm-hmm. so um todd was also to he was able to resume leadership of the alliance but there was a setback and as we see his shuttle in flames behind him in multiple yeah, pieces a little tiny baby setback <laughs> turns out he's not just a shitty pilot he was actually attacked by one of his own former underlings 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 uh Woolsey's like why the fuck should we care yeah about your personal problems. I like the word underlings just as I a know. word. I think it's a good it's a good safe word if anybody out there needs a good mm-hmm. underlings. Because yeah. when will you ever say that? Never. Yeah. Underlings. Um and well, it's not the fact that Todd was attacked that's the issue. It's the how part that's important. Yeah. And it turns out he got a very rare and very powerful piece of technology that zip them. That we're slightly <laughs> familiar with. <laughs> so our team and Woolsey are now all in McKay's lab. Let's take a minute to talk about how clean that cut is uh-huh. from the one to the other. Yeah. From when John's talking to Todd <laughs> and then the, just suddenly, because the conversation does not miss a beat. No. Um. So they're all in McKay's lab. Turns out, yes, Todd's former hive now has a ZPM. Boy. To, to Ronan... Um, Todd just got betrayed because he's dumb and wants us to clean up his shit, which, uh, I mean, not maybe. wrong. Yeah. Not wrong. And to Taylor, uh, the ZPM may just may have been like, he, he just dropped that as a tidbit to get our interest. Yeah. How much of this is bait? How much of this is a trap? Yeah. How much of this is real? Let's let's talk it out for a minute. Uh-huh. Clearly we got all the time in the world. Except we don't. We don't. And Woolsey points out that, like, if he was lying about his ZPM, he's not going to be able to pull that lie off for long. Plus, mm-hmm. Todd just submitted himself to our custody. So That's true. Yeah. He's not really one to do that so easily. No, no one trusts Todd because no one here is dumb. Yeah. But parts of, no one's saying parts of his story aren't true. Yeah. So, and if the ZPM part is true, that's very bad. That, and, and that's really, despite what we think about Todd, if that part is true, that is what we should be focused on. Yeah, because <coughs> shitty power, quite like shitty power work is the Achilles heel of the Wraith technology. 
they just lose power as yeah. they go. They got those cheap Amazon batteries. They do. It's <laughs> leaking. And so basically, that's how all of the advantages we have are because of shitty power requirements by the Wraith. Right. But if they have a ZPM powered hive. They, so they got that lithium ion battery. If if they have a lithium ion powered hive with mm-hmm. solar, like yeah. Woolsey says it, that is a threat they cannot tolerate. That's a game changer. We're in Shitsville. So Woolsey goes to see Todd, who jokes that the city has become, you know, not a second home. Wait, you but forgot a- to go credits credits yeah <laughs> i'm sorry it's I, the last one of atlantis there was two i just was so fast-paced credits credits and then and then <laughs> we'll see we'll goes. goes to see todd <laughs> sorry fucked it up at the very end it's fine no it's great it's, it's fine perfect. it's great saved me um he todd doesn't joke that the city's become a second home but like a pleasant vacation at least so he sort of <laughs> hopes it's not destroyed i if this is a pleasant vacation i don't want to know what wraith do on regular vacation i don't want to know because i really don't i don't know what's it's out. a human buffet oof okay um i i do like Woolsey's like is that a threat a statement or a fear or mm. all three yeah um Woolsey wants to start at the beginning Where'd you get ZPMs? And they absolutely came from the Replicator City before I was blown yep. up. We definitely, definitely used your Sam's mm-hmm. uh, gloves mm-hmm. of thieving mm-hmm. and took a couple extra ZPMs. 100%. Guys, my character now has gloves of thieving. Yeah. I haven't necessarily told her paladin I have them yet. I mean, why I've would you? I've only stolen one thing so far. That um, we know of. Not, not like, so not all of the ZPMs they were stolen were, were blown up. When John blew up the cloning facility. Uh-huh. Um, and he may have taken more from the the replicators he admitted. It's kind of like, you know, sometimes we'll have leftovers in the fridge yeah. and like a little mouse will take mm-hmm. a bite mm-hmm. of them. He just took like a little mouse bite of his exactly. EPM, like just a little mouse bite. Woolsey's like, how many more? <laughs> He's like, let's not get into details. And Woolsey's like, I like details. <laughs> I love this conversation so much. <laughs> Because it's like, they're both right. They're both right. And they're both like very coy. Uh-huh. It's it's almost a little flirty. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Todd rightly points out that he's like, look, I can tell you a number of ZPMs, but you can't verify it. So what's, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. I do love that <laughs> logic. Yeah. That sounds like Grace and Nixie logic. 100% like, fine. 72. Yeah. Do you believe me? <laughs> 13. Now do you believe me? So since the hives are organic, they don't easily... This is a Mac and PC situation, yeah, okay? that's exactly how I wrote it, too. <laughs> it took one year to get the PC to Mac conversion to work. It did. <laughs> so one of Todd's scientists has been working on this and finally got them to integrate. But he didn't want to share it. Uh-huh. And just wanted power and use that as a leverage to try to kick Todd out. Oh boy. So the important part is this hive is still a work in progress. It's not done yet. And so until it's done, it is still vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they wait, it will be unstoppable. Virtually unstoppable. It won't be Ron stoppable. Road trip time. Yes. Field trip. Um, considering what happened last time Todd was on the Daedalus, John is not taking any chances. Yeah. <laughs> they removed his subspace transmitter and also removed his Wraith gear, gave him a jumpsuit. 
stuck him in the brig. Also, absolutely not, Todd, can you be on the bridge for any reason. I feel like there's some poor soldier who's been busting his ass. Is like, if they let this bitch race on the bridge and I've never been on the bridge, disgruntled workers unite. I have been here before. They, you know they don't let Kevin on the no, bridge. No, it's like, uh, Yeah. If they let the race before Kavanaugh, this even is, I would be upset for Kavanaugh. This is a no Kavanaugh area. Yeah. Kavanaugh um, free zone. So Todd, Todd, it's like, Todd's like, look, I, I get it. I do the same. I mean, honestly, he'd probably try to take it over again. Mm-hmm. And every time John works with Todd, he gets this feeling like he's walking around with a live grenade waiting for it to go off because yep. of some small detail that Todd just forgets to mention. Every time, just those little tiny quirks. And he he guarantees Todd that he's like, it's not going to happen again this okay. time. And Todd, John goes to leave, but Todd wants to know why. Why did you let me go last time? If this is how you feel about me. Because this is Dark Shepherd talking now. <laughs> well, John is like, look, A, I gave you my word. Uh-huh. And... I'm a man of my word, and B, I kind of thought you would die anyway, yeah. so. Well, and then, is this the part where he's like, and, you know, and if things don't go as yeah. planned, then yeah. there's going to be no paperwork. Yeah, he goes, um, if if you're playing Atlantis again, I will not wait for authorization. There will not be paperwork. I will fucking end you. Dark Shepherd will Dark Shepherd at you. It's not a threat. It's just Todd a fact. Just fell out of the ship. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. It was really weird how... <laughs> A bullet ended up inside of his brain. I was trying to use the inertia of the bullet <laughs> to push him back into the ship. Unfortunately, it pierced his heart. I don't, don't know. know. I guess I'm just a real bad shot. <laughs> so fully geared up Atlantis one team arrives on the bridge yep. of the Daedalus. Updates Caldwell that they're going to get dropped off here in a jumper. They're going to stealth on in and do some recon, which is first time Caldwell's hearing this plan. Yeah. But John's like, look, I just want to be extra careful. We're going to go in, check it out. If need be, you can come in. Guns a blazing. Mm-hmm. Guns blazing. It's out in space. Uh-huh. Cloak is on. They fly towards the hive. Yeah. Immediately McKay gets some weird readings. It is extremely fucking high energy outputs. Yeah. He really can't say if it's from the ZPM or anything quite yet, honestly. So they head in for a closer look. McKay gets sudden massive power output, he reads. The ship is literally growing. Yeah. John's like, huh? I mean, it is an organic being thing. Mm-hmm. So they're using all the surplus energy, and they're using it to grow larger and a more dense outer hull, because normally hives have a growth limit. Yeah. It's, it's they can just basically they can only get so big and still function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not not with ZPM. No, not with magic magic power. Because it's I guess a balance between how much power they have and how big the ship can get. Well, yeah, it makes sense, right? You know, it's sort of like, um, we talk about how humans who are exceptionally tall, yeah. end up having heart problems, yeah, because our battery pack, our no, energy can't maker, deal can't push as hard so it makes sense that this organic ship Mm -hmm. 
the heart's only so powerful. Yeah. Now, if you put a giant elephant heart in a human body. <laughs> yeah, I know. That motherfucking could grow. Go, man. Not that I'm going mad scientist on this, but a little <laughs> bit I'm going mad scientist on this. Okay, that's all. Um, and, But when all this is said and done, their hull's going to be basically impenetrable. Yikes. So clearly they have to take this out now before it can get that far. But before any of that can be considered, the hive starts to power weapons. Uh, this is my worst nightmare in D&D. Yeah. When you think you're invisible uh-huh. and you're not. Y- yeah. Been there. Thankfully, it worked out well for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, how the fuck can you see me when I'm invisible? Yeah. This is not great. So the cloak is ju- the, the the jumper is cloaked, so no biggie, right? Surely they won't be firing at them. Surely the head's Are like, they? don't yeah. call me Shirley, and <laughs> the beam basically grazes them. Test shot. Yikes! Yikes! Right off the bow. Don't tell me the odds of them randomly aiming directly at the at them, given the enormity of empty space around them. We're Sorry. pausing for 30 seconds. <laughs> so get the dog. To adjust for Queen Kaylee. She's okay. like, where do Rafe, I lay, humans? Rafe, Queen Kaylee. So okay. um, <laughs> they're like, don't tell me the odds. Yeah. And somehow, yes, the hive can see the jumper through the cloak, which is most likely due to the ZPM. So yeah. they start running. Like sees like yeah. or something. Uh, yeah. Daedalus tries to come at them as well. So at this point, they just drop the cloak because what's the point of having it? And yep. also because now they can fire back. Yep. But what's one jumper going to do at that point with this hive? Not a lot of things. So the hive keeps firing at them. They uh-huh. j- And then they hit a drive pod on the jumper. So it starts spinning. Yeah. Now we're like jumper is dead in the water, if yeah. you will. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so McKay's like let me find a patch for this and the Daedalus comes into view throwing itself between the hive and the jumper not the first time we're going to see that yeah, role in this maneuver. episode Yeah. Um, shields are holding Caldwell opens uh, orders open fire everything they have including the Asgard beam which does basically nothing yikes 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 this is not good times I do like how quickly we get into the action here yeah. holy cow this episode um she so so the hive starts throwing its own heavy fire a whole just line of shots in a row hitting the deadless shields which eventually causes them to fail and the ship starts taking direct hits itself hyperdrive weapons everything is down yeah things aren't looking great for us meanwhile mckay finally at least gets the engines up um but suddenly not having weapons doesn't become an issue anymore because the hive just leaves and jumps into hyperspace you know it's bad when the hive ship leaves you alive yeah or leaves you when you for dead essentially it it assumes that once the if the hive ship has bigger fish to fry yeah you have to go what is this fish it's going after yeah why did you just leave me here yeah so they're wondering just that like why did they leave them Mm-hmm. Taylor's like, well, we weren't a threat anymore. It's not wraith-like, but we weren't a threat. No, yeah, and I'm I'm not with Taylor on this one because the wraith, like my Drakey, don't care <laughs> if you're a threat or not. No. They're gonna kill that lizard <laughs> and eat it. The other option is that the ship wasn't done yet. So basically they left before they were very obviously out of power. Fair. Yeah. Um. And and they made a run for it, which is scary to think about. This is this is what the ship could do when it's not done yet. 
This was it at like half battery. Yeah. So what is it going to do when it's done? So it's going to be days or weeks before the ship is repaired enough to go anywhere. And John's team just has to get back to Atlantis. Has to get back to Atlantis. Mark's coming is like, um, so I have something. Yeah. Hey, I got to tell you something real, real quick. In the room of requirements, we find Kavanaugh. reassigned here for more fun and adventures in the Pegasus galaxy Uh they picked up a subspace signal right before the hive jumped away how much of this reassignment was god he's just insufferable yes send him far away yes yeah um like Jack was like this man is insufferable I don't want to see his face ever ever again um the signal was weak, but they picked it up while they were watching for something else, basically. They picked it up by accident. Mm-hmm. It's in Wraith Code, and McKay recognizes the energy yep. readings as being from another reality. Once upon a time, we've seen this before. And hey, guess what it is? It's a set of coordinates <laughs> to Earth. Super fine. That's normal. It's Nothing no to worry about. No biggie. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So this is an issue. <laughs> That's an understatement. (laughs) So this is an issue. This is a it's a minor issue. Yeah. So it's obvious the Wraith picked up the signal. They've been wanting to know where Earth is from the moment they heard about Earth. It's a better feeding ground than anything they have in Pegasus Galaxy. And as soon as communications are back up, they're gonna contact Atlantis and message to the SGC. And McKay pauses, he's thinking, he's like, How many ships are available? Right. He goes, Well, there's the Daedalus, the Apollo, and the Sun Tzu. Uh-huh. And the Odyssey is on some sort of secret mission that even he's not supposed to know about, which just keep that in the back of your mind. <laughs> he knows enough to know he's not supposed to know about yes. it. Yes. Yep. Okay. So they have two ships to, to work with. Um, so if this hive ship is so powerful and all, but they are gonna have to drop out of hyperspace along the way. And so that might give them a chance. If they can figure out where it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And Caldwell points out that it's real fucking risky if he's wrong on these things. And McKay's like, well, I'm not going to be wrong. <sighs> but yeah, I love this so much because usually McKay's the one like, what if I'm wrong? Yeah. And today he's like, nope, I'm, I'm not fully wrong. confident. And they can't afford for this hive ship to get all the way to Earth because by then it will be fully integrated with the ZPM. Mm-hmm. So I guess... It's been however long it's been to get the engines fixed and the Daedalus back on its way. Right. Um, hopefully they got it done faster than weeks, but they do get back to Atlantis. Yep. And the main team beams down to catch everything up. Um, there's no other hive ships on its way to the Milky Way, so that's good. They mm-hmm. figured the only way this ship was able to pick up that message at all like, is because of the sensor improvements from the ZPM. Yep. No one else picked it up. Bad news... Is this message from Ellis and the Apollo saying that they had no success trying to take the hive out. They're dead in the water. The Sun Tzu is venting atmosphere. Yikes. And they won't be able to get back to a Stargate for like a month. And they barely scratched the hive ship and it moved on. Um, basically, no one's here to save you except you. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. We're going to go. There's no more ships. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that stands between the, hot, the Wraith and Earth. Nope. Sucks to suck. So John is walking somewhere very determined. Uh-huh. And McKay finds him and walks and talks. Yeah. <laughs> They've both been thinking the exact same thought, it turns out. Uh-huh. There is another ship that can defend Earth. I- I've never seen these two men more angrily agree with each other. 
I know. We should do this. Yes, we should. Let's be angry together. I think my favorite is how blink and you miss it the decision to fly yeah. the city to Earth. Is. You're like, oh, wait, wait. Did they just decide in this 10 second angry talk? That we're flying fucking Atlantis somewhere. <laughs> Last time we did this, it was an ordeal. I know. And we lost a lead character over it. Yes. <laughs> this is fine now? This is fine now. Okay. Um, the issue is that they don't have enough ZPMs. They need full, like, three. Uh-huh. Um, and we're, John's like, where the fuck do you think I'm heading? Yeah. Basically. To Todd, of course. John points out the city out is a ship. The city is a sorry. That uh, that things didn't exactly go to plan. Not saying, not Todd's not. It's not saying Todd is directly responsible. Just saying that uh, you know everything went sideways. No, his judgment Todd is around. Maybe it's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just kind of like a bad luck charm. I think he needs his aura cleansed or something. Yeah. You know, it's all those humans you've eaten. Um. I like that. We're both basically just trying to distract Kaylee like a child. Like, <laughs> look at this cool dragon toy. And I'm like, here's, I'm throwing here's food, food across the house. Whatever we need to do, please stop yelling during the record. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, but before John can make good in his threat to, you know, kill him without mercy, uh-huh. he wants to know where Todd got the ZPMs. Yeah. Um, because John needs more. And if he can find more, maybe he'll have... John wants more! So, okay. <laughs> maybe he'll help Todd's position and todd's like is that supposed to entice me or some shit really and and john's like you know you're right you know i'm probably gonna kill you either way but if you help us um if you don't help us the wraith that betrayed you gets away with it so maybe you want to help us out of pure spite yeah and i love i love todd just like sitting back and just like easing into this wicked grin and like you do know how to talk to me yeah, john he channeled, he talked to monopoly todd he yeah. was like is monopoly todd here i would like to talk to him <laughs> and we did it yeah we did it um and look if there's anything that showcases the breakneck speed of this episode is working on <laughs> It is much, no more more evident than when we um don't see Lauren go and his team get the ZPMs. We just, we just cut two red to ZPMs. Here's two ZPMs. Now, here's my question. I thought the ZPMs were usually blue. Are these wraith no. colored? Oh, no, they're not normally blue. Okay. No. D- did I just assume that because everything Atlantean is I, usually blue? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like... These are wraith, did no? Did they did they color dye them just they for funsies? Did. They did just to fit the aesthetic of their ships better. Hundred <laughs> percent. Anyway, so um, they're gonna take them to McKay before they take them to Delenka. Just to check for traps. Check for traps. Yeah. <laughs> you beat me to it. It's a trap. Check for traps. Uh, John is heading to the cheer room because sounds like they're gonna be leaving the moment they can get these things plugged in and get the power up and yep, running. Yep, but yep. no, Wolsey's like uh uh. uh <laughs> um you're not gonna fly the actually, city no yeah um he, you're not actually coming on this trip at all uh in 30 minutes you are going to be gated back to earth there is a solid chance atlantis will not reach earth in time and so general jack o'neill heard of him um, um never heard of him wants john back at the chair on earth you know i guess that's fair if 
General Jack O'Neill is requesting yeah. it. I guess we'll do it. And they shake hands and they part ways. Mm-hmm. Cut to John walking down the SGC ramp. And who is there to greet him but the one, the only, Samantha Carter. Here's what I'll say before we get too far into this, because I don't want to step over Sam's moment. Yes. I, this episode moves so fast that they don't even give you a chance to think about who's going to fly the city. I know. Who's going to? Don't, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. Just be cool. Just Listen, be cool. The choice is so obvious you're not thinking of it. Yeah. Until you see it. But what a wonderful face to greet you. I know. As you come back the to The most Earth. reassuring. The beam of light herself. I know. In the purest form of energy yeah. that has existed. Uh-huh. Samantha Carter. Yes. I'm pretty sure even like the glowy squid ascended creatures do uh-huh. not shine as brightly. No, they're like, oh, look at her. She's our beacon. Yeah. We aim to be her. Listen, I'm watching. I'm watching Rings of Power. Galadriel is hot on my mind. And she has that same like radiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm here for it. I like it. Yep. So we um, love a radiant queen in the ancient chair room. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have finished hooking up the new ZPMs. Everything is looking good between McKay and Zelenka, who's down in the power room. Who else would be flying this puppy? Bum, than Carson Beckett. I love it. Which is so fitting. I like that McKay thought it would be him. He did. He was just like, let me just make myself comfy in this chair. It's uh, it, the fact that it's Carson to surprise McKay because um, Carson must have a higher CIA than he thought <laughs> yeah. because, of course, there is a ranking system for the oh, chair interface is. aptitude. Uh-huh. And of course, McKay was like, wait a minute. How did I drop in the ranking? Yes. Um, I don't know anything about being <laughs> obsessed with rankings ever. Are you signing in right now? I may website? not be. I may not be. I may be also. So, yes, apparently after John, Carson is second up. Mm-hmm. And it's this beautiful bookend to the first episode when we when <laughs> yes. we saw Carson, yes. you know, reluctantly sitting in this chair and accidentally firing a drone at John and Jack. I remember watching this the first time through this finale. Yeah. This was the first moment where the feels got feeling. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. I know. I know. And now he's doing it. You know, there's a little trepidation there, but he's doing it with this confidence of this yeah. character arc that yeah. I think is so paid off in this moment. Um, and with very little ceremony, they raise the shield of the city and Carson powers up the star drive. Let's do it. And the ship shakes a bit, but then it rises off the ocean surface and into the stars. And here is my question. You, they raise the shields. <laughs> Listen, okay, here we go. Sit down oh, for this. Here I'm we go. Cu- I'm curious. They raise the shields before they lift off the surface of the ocean. So wouldn't there Ooh. be water sloshing at the bottom? At the bottom. And then like the water just like becomes weightless floating around the city when they're in space. Wouldn't you raise the shields after you're off the surface? Unless the shields and they could be because they're ancient tech. I know. Are smart enough to be permeable to the water. But not to air. Water is bigger than air. <laughs> but like, couldn't they adjust their like matter to like, you know, like the weave can constrict and sure. grow and change. Sure. 
But like it holds back the atmosphere that they're entering at the end of the season. That's series true. episode. Unless it like fill maybe there was like a filtering system. I'm just saying. But I would have liked yeah. I really wanted just like like the floating water. All over like a little uh weird like snow globe yes. thing. So maybe a couple of little whales in there. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have been mad at that. <laughs> it would have been awesome. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, I had uh, that I, was well, again. That's... We're speeding through this episode so quickly that we almost unceremoniously raise the city. We like it's just like a. By the way, the city takes off. Yeah. Oh yeah. No big. No big. This is the most <laughs> mid twenties grace level episode where it's like. I'm too cool to be excited about this. Exactly. I'm too cool to be excited about raising the city. It's like we do act like you've been here before. God, and we raise it all the time. Jeez. So back at the SGC, we get our quietest moment of the episode. Yeah. And also the moment that I think pulls in all of our heartstrings the most. Yep. So Sam is command of the SGC until Landry gets back. He's heading up the task force in DC. And next up, Sam is actually getting a command of her own, her very own Daedalus-class ship. She's earned it! She has. And it was named the Phoenix, which is a great name for a ship. Yep. However, they're actually renaming it to the General Hammond. Oh! Right in the feels. Right in the gut. Um, Because a bit ago, they lost... General Hammond to a heart yeah, attack. And you did. can see how much it hurt Sam that she was off world there and couldn't say goodbye. Fuck. And they just leave it with he was a good man. Yeah. Which is true not only for Hammond, but of Donna Davies as well. R.I.P. and peace, sir. Yeah. Dang. And then we move on the episode. Yeah. Anyway, that's <laughs> enough of that. Um, We're too cool to feel feelings. John is not heading to McMurdo just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up, briefing room. Remember those nice, comfortable briefing room scenes? <laughs> this one's full of computers. Nice, long briefing room scenes where you're just sitting, hanging out, no big. Yeah. Yep. Uh, at the, there's also a familiar face here, Major Davis. Oh, yes. Um, from now with Homeworld Security. I've seen you once upon a time. So the hive ship is just orbiting the moon. Yep. Uh, just chilling there weeks earlier than it was supposed to be. The best they can guess is that it's sitting there waiting to evolve into its final form. Maybe it's just really obsessed with the moon. They're like, we really thought it was made of cheese. Mm-hmm. It's gray cheese. <laughs> yeah. Just really old because mm-hmm. it's been sitting out. If you cut yeah. into it, it looks yeah. fresher. It's exposed to, you know, mm-hmm. the atmosphere. So the um, John knows that they have to make the first move and asks about some 302s. And there is a permanent squad here on Earth for uh, Earth defense. But they are not set up for this type of shit. Yeah. John's like, can we put nukes on them? I mean, why wasn't there already nukes on them? Good good question. I mean, maybe we don't just sitting there with nukes attached to 302s. Someone accidentally <laughs> grabs the wrong 302. It's like, oh, fuck. That's oh, the nukey fuck. one. That's not the one. This one isn't the one carrying supplies for the refugees in the whatever war-torn country. Oh, fuck. I just fucked up real bad. Um, I like that, like, it could take some doing, but Sam just, like, nods to Davis, who's like, yeah, I guess we're going to attach nukes to these things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but piloting 302s is not why Sam brought John to Earth. John's like, look, 
we can sit here and wait for that thing to like finally evolve into some deadly Pokemon over there. <laughs> or like we can go take the fight to them. Be- yeah. Sam's like, well, you have a fucking point. Like, since when has Sam been one to sit still? <laughs> and I think she's like, look, I'm supposed to be the grown up now. Exactly. I think this one is. to wait <laughs> and hold. And be patient. And John's like, fuck all that shit. She's like, you're yeah. right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Let's go. I was trying to be like mature leader. But fuck all that. But like, fuck all that. Yeah. Let's go it's get like, them. It's like when you're, the, you know, they say it's easier to eat healthier if your partner's into it. Yeah. Because when you're like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to have ice cream. I'm here. At 10 p.m. on a Friday night. I'm even in this though picture. Cold Stone is still Uber eating. Okay, fucking, you're right. Who I'm in this I? picture. <laughs> so back in the back in the flying city of Atlantis, uh, Woolsey, uh, great moment, calls Taylor and Ronan into his office and offers them one last chance to reconsider coming with them. This is another like heartstrings moment. It's a good moment. Yeah, I I love. I also love that. I think all of our leaders of Atlantis would have this moment. Yeah. Not all of our leaders mm-hmm. would have this moment. I think there's something very important about Woolsey being able to have this moment yeah. because he early on when he wasn't our favorite person mm-hmm. was so quick to overlook them. I just want to remind you when this started and you hated Woolsey and didn't see how you would ever like Woolsey. I really didn't. And now you're here. Yeah. He really just, he, he he of all people remembered to, like he, he had to learn from making such grievous mistakes. So they're about to pass the outer edge of Pegasus. And then if, if these two want to be dropped off, it's now or never basically. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't even let Taylor say anything. He just continues on to points out that, he sometimes forgets that their priorities aren't always the same. Mm-hmm. And like, we're now flying to another galaxy <laughs> to fight in what may be a losing battle that's not theirs. Here's, here's what I just realized. Yeah. In this really, you know, heartfelt, thoughtful moment. Did we just fuck off and not tell anybody on the mainland of Atlantis what was happening? Well, there's no there's no one on the mainland, remember? Okay. New Athos is a different planet. That's right. Okay, they, they I thought they were planet. on the mainland. We did not just we like, just not just ditch all the Athosians. <laughs> See, the husband or baby are like, where the fuck did my wife in the city go? I guess I'm a single dad like, now. They were working real fast. <laughs> Some things just slipped through the cracks. Yeah. Oh fuck. Okay, I guess I'll, t- I'll just have, shoot him a tag. They have their own planet. <laughs> Uh, dear Hun, hey, I may not BRB. be home for dinner. <laughs> BRB, going to Earth. <laughs> um, and Ronan, so succinct, so wise, is like... <laughs> Humans, shrug emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I like how it's like, you guys have been fighting a battle that's not yours for five years, so... Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Gotta just go. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. I, I love twice in this episode, Ronan reminds us that this is his home. Yes. This is home. It is. I am home. Fuck. Oh, Hannah. Everything. <laughs> everything is fine. 
Um, speaking of speaking of Jason Momoa and the fact the that the latest said, oh, tattoo that he uh, has, did you Holy see? Cow. I so Jason Momoa had cut his hair, and we there was like, oh, did he just did he cut it all short? No, he did like the awesome long hair mohawk look with just the shaved sides. I'm a huge yep. fan of, and got his same um, the family uh, shark's tooths that um, are on his forearm. Yeah. He now has in this awesome like three, I think it's like a three or four row of them. Down on his skull, and it looks so cool. It's kind of great, kind of the best. And it was done completely old school. Yeah, his whole head was like red in the pictures. Oh my gosh, you could tell like the his 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 guys around him are like holding his hands. I'm like that shit had a heart. There's no way that didn't hurt. Like that is that is just a meditative process that you move through, or or you just scream through it, and then everybody just screams. But it's the same. same process yeah like, it's like it's this cathartic it's the scene in midsummer where she's weeping yeah. and bawling openly and all the people start joining in with her yeah anyway okay okay anyway so john uh-huh. is helping load up the 302s finishing up when sam uh is oh. like hey john so Yeesh. plans have changed a little bit the refoot took too long and the hive is now um it's still at the moon mm-hmm. but there's no darts incoming to earth yay and they're heading to what looks like a very specific location. But I will say, how can you tell they're heading to a specific location if they're that far out? They're just heading to Earth. Yeah, I mean, you could say you're reading their trajectory. It's fine. But, the, yeah. The message, well, I think the reason they know they're heading to a specific location is because the message to Earth in, with the Earth coordinates also talked about the chair. And in this alternate world, it was located in Area 51. Yeah. And I wonder if you can tell, like, it's headed toward the northern hemisphere, like that the darts are like I don't know from De- the moon. Depends. Can you sort of? <sighs> I feel like it's close enough. To, the area is large enough that you could tell whether they're going to the Nevada desert versus Antarctica. I don't. I don't know. Okay. If okay. they're just leaving the moon. Fair. Fair point. Yeah. Um. So John just figures, well, let them fucking hit Area 51. It's going to suck who to lose it. Yeah. Basically, who gives a fuck about Area 51? Then we'll surprise him with the actual chair in Antarctica. Uh, and Sam's and Davis uh, just kind of look at each other. No one's ever prepared for the Antarctic John gets worried. Oh. So Sam hadn't gone around to telling John yet, but... Mainly for the dramatic moment of this moment uh-huh, is why we uh-huh. haven't told you yet, but that chair was in violation of the Antarctic Non-Proliferation Treaty, and after a bunch of long negotiations, like two weeks ago, it was moved to Area 51. Super convenient that it just happened. No big deal. It's fine. Uh-huh. It's probably still in its crate, even. Yeah, probably. And there's just a ton of darts heading towards Earth. Uh-huh. It's fine. Damn it. It's fine. Uh-huh. So John still leads the wing of the 302 fighters as Sam and Davis monitor all this from the SGC. And we get this like great 302 dogfight over the oh, desert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's. I throw 302s go hard. They go hard. <laughs> Darts are kamikazes. But it's really evident that we are massively outnumbered. Uh huh. And after a bit, it's also obvious what the race plan is. After a pilot John is flying with is shot out of the sky, they realize that the darts are too fast and they're aiming directly for the ground in a kamikaze run. And we see two darts just full speed impact. Here's here's my question. Here's my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I have yet to see any international parties represented. Are we just not telling the world that we're under attack? Well, <laughs> that said it all. If I remember correctly, the Sun Tzu is, I think, under Chinese control. Okay, that makes sense. In the world, I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. And I don't think we may have informed because I know the IOA had like international leadership. We sure. may have told them, but we still have all the 302 still. Right. I guess I'm just wondering. It's like, why don't we have more ships? Because of other I, international varieties? like I'm pretty sure there's not much like an F-22 is going to do in this situation. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> a cantrip at best it's exactly so <laughs> i think we just own all the 302 still yeah um and john also has the wing of a ship hit during all this and is like spiraling out of control mm-hmm. and he's struggling to fight to keep control of the stick and level out and you wonder why he's not ejecting out of the 302 nope. that's obvious because we need him in the 302 for later in the episode uh-huh. uh well, John's not one to, you know, leave a ship ever. No. Yeah. At the last possible second, he is able to gain control. And he, he like, you could, he could almost reach out and touch the desert floor. That's how who's, close he is. Who's a better pilot, John Shepard or, or Maverick? That's <laughs> rough. It depends. Are, what ship are we talking? Are we talking a 302? Sure. Okay. I will say... I mean, a pilot is a pilot, right? A pilot's a pilot. I will say this. I think Maverick would be more risky. Okay. Maverick would push the limits more than John Shepard would. Highway to the the danger zone. zone. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for indulging me. You're welcome so behind him there is a plume of dark smoke and sam reports the unfortunate news there was too many darts and the chair has been destroyed now let's just let's just take that in for a moment because not only was the ancient chair destroyed okay Uh uh-huh like our primary defense Uh uh-huh that's been around for a long time did all of Area 51 get destroyed? Because there's a lot of shit and people at Area 51. Yeah. How much stuff from the SGC and our missions were stored at Area 51? How much research? Yeah. How many labs? I mean, Sam for a while was working on Area 51. That's where all of the high-tech shit's going Here's on. Here's my hope. Here's my hope. Yeah. It's so deep. Right. It goes so deep. The chair just got moved here and the chair wasn't in, in it was a high level. level. That's yeah. my only hope. Yeah. Like they destroyed the first four levels. Yeah. Of Area 51, it's... which is still catastrophic. Yeah. But in my mind, this is like 10 stories down. Yeah. It's it's possibly real rough. Yeah. So John isn't done yet. He has an idea and he starts heading up into space. And Sam orders him to return to base. And John's like, I'm just going to ignore that for a bit. Yeah. Look, I have a nuke and I'm going to finish this shit. Yep. And he's like, the hive's now going to come to Earth because the chair is destroyed. John's not done until he does something with this nuke. Exactly. (laughs) Something has to happen with this nuke. I have Chekhov's nuke right here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
Um, and uh, and Davis immediately reports that yes, the hive is now moving to Earth. Mm-hmm. John's like, look, I grew up on Independence Day. <laughs> yep. If it worked in Independence Day, it could work here. Yeah. Is this not also the same as the Death Star maneuver? Like well, how they take out the Death Star? Yes and no. Okay. I would consider this slightly different. So okay. in Independence Day and in here, they fly the bomb into the ship. Yes. And like stealth their way in and leave it there. Okay. I, the difference to me with the Death Star run is that they didn't bring a bomb in. They okay. just flew in to destroy, destroy the key the... section okay, that would blow fair. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. That's how I find them different. I mean, if that's I why I'm asking the my expert. my glasses slightly further up There's my nose. There's a reason I'm asking. <laughs> but the call is still coming from inside the house. It is coming from inside the house. Yeah, okay. Um, so Sam realizes that this is suicide mission and John's like, look, I've done a lot of suicide missions and I'm still here. Somehow the word suicide does not mean what I think it means. I'm still standing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but without the chair, the Earth is defenseless, mm. which, uh, like, the others have no words to disagree with that statement. So John's like, cool, I'm going radio silent. I'll it's talk like, to you on the other side. I can't tell you this is a bad idea because it's actually a great idea. <laughs> yeah. But I also can't encourage you to kill yourself. I know. <laughs> which is really where Sam's at. Sam's like, I can't. I don't want it on my conscience for me to tell you to do this. So I'm not not going to tell you to do it. But also logically, fuck, this is a good idea. But also, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I legit would do the same uh-huh. thing. So with Atlantis, it without warning drops out of hyperspace. And although we aren't even close to Earth, we're not even in the galaxy yet. And the two brains have no clue what happened. So McKay's going to figure out what happened and Woolsey wants Elenka to figure out what their coordinates are so they can dial Earth. And I'm like, maybe have someone else do that. Yeah. And let Zelenka help McKay. Maybe we forget how useful Zelenka is in other areas of the world. Because like literally the second smartest person, arguably sometimes uh-huh. the first smartest person, depending yep. on the stress level. Yep. Because I think to me that's the difference is I think... McKay works better under stress. Yeah, whereas Alink is always operating yeah. at that high level of efficiency. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, so, and then the hive ship we see starts looming over Earth. Oof. And at the SGC, um, Davis updates Sam. Mm-hmm. No word from John yet. And the hive is just scanning the planet. No big. This is fine. And so for John, this is a waiting game. Thank God that the Wraith are so, like, greedy. They're just yeah. scanning the plan going, look at all this food for us to look eat. Look at this stuff. Yeah. Isn't it neat? I'm going to eat and eat and eat and eat. <laughs> um, and as to... So is it, he has to wait. He has to wait long enough till the Wraith are close enough. But he can't engage his engines too soon or they'll see him and they'll take him out. But right. he also can't wait till they start eating Earth. Right. Um. So Walter interrupts Sam and Davis and points out that they've been trying to dial the alpha site for the IOA dignitaries, which Davis definitely has a few words to say to them, not so underneath his breath. The problem is they can't get the lock. And they can't dial any other planet either. It's like the gate's just down. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Everything's fine. On Atlantis, Lenka figures out how the, their the location... The mass murderer has cut our phone line, so yes. we can't call for help. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, uh, Zelenka figures out what their coordinates are and dials Earth, and I'm like, okay. My second weird question of this episode. Didn't we learn in the movie that the coordinates that you dial, the first six are to triangulate the point of the planet you're calling, and the last symbol is the, like, home symbol of the gate. Yes. Okay. Why do they need to figure out where they are in the galaxy then? Because they know where Earth is. Mm -hmm. Do they need to find a random symbol for the to indicate the location of where they are? Do they even have that symbol? That's that's actually a question that's come up. When they're flying around, yeah. What is their home symbol? I'm like, wouldn't their home symbol still be like? Their own home symbol. If I'm, if I'm, but is your home symbol based on your location? That's a question. Like, or is it GPS tracking? Because- Here's if you put a second gate on Earth and you dial, it's still the Earth home symbol. So it would indicate that it's from the location, yeah, and not the gate, which means they can't have enough symbols on there for like every place in the universe. <laughs> So I always thought that each like location had just a unique symbol as like an extra one. Okay. But like, do they, then they, how do they know they even have a symbol to indicate where they are? We're going to need to, um, yeah. Chevron signal. And there'd be an decoding. extra one because they have to get the extra one because they're in another galaxy. Chevron single decoding episode. Cause we're on the eighth symbol now. We're going to have to look this up. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So they dial Earth, Wolsey radios out, but gets nothing. And even weirder, McKay is getting Wraith energy signatures from the other side of the wormhole, like from the inside of a hive. Mm-hmm. That's not great. And McKay realizes what happens. So the Wraith wanted to prevent anyone on Earth from dialing out. And yep. they have a gate on the hive ship. Easy peasy. Normally the Wraith just dial into a planet when they're attacking to feed to stop anyone from dialing out. They couldn't do that to Earth. So they brought their own gate. When two gates get close to each other, one always gets priority. And normally it's like when the two home, gates love each other. Only one gets can survive. Yes. Sorry. I, I was supposed to say only one gets busy. Yeah. <laughs> that works too. And fun fact, Pegasus gates, because they're like OG gates, yeah. take priority over Milky Way gates. They're legacy gates, if you they will. They are legacy gates. So they they had to write this whole like workaround program at the Midway Station mm-hmm. to deal with this very fact. Yep. So that wormhole in uh. your gate room goes directly to the super hive. Great. I'm glad that Ronan wasn't in the room when they said this because he would have already have been gone. He would have <laughs> yes. already have been gone. Yes. So somehow the Wraith don't have that many guards guarding their back door. So they're all too busy sitting on the bridge watching yeah. the earth. Yeah. Looking at who they're going to eat first. Uh-huh. I want that one. Uh-huh. So they roll it through through grenades. They wait a few seconds and then Ronan just walks through the gate to the center of a super hive like he's strolling down the hallway. 
No big. And everyone else follows. Lauren Radio is back that they're good and they're moving on and the gate shuts down. And Woolsey's like, I should probably have sent more Marines. Too late now. And Zelenka's like, maybe don't because you're never going to overwhelm the, you're no. not going to be able to win by numbers. So they need speed and stealth. So few people. Like uh-huh. you have Ronan, that's bad enough when you're trying to do yeah. speed and stealth. Yeah, because he's bigger than air. He is. Um, and Wolsey just hates being stuck here, not being able to do anything. And for that, Zelenka may have something. Dun, 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 dun. So McKay's been working on this new tech for a while. And it's it's built off an ancient idea. Mm-hmm. They haven't brought it up because it's kind of unstable and uses a shit ton of power. It's yeah. kind of a batshit desperate situation project a little bit what we're in a little bit (laughs) it is a wormhole drive Mm. it is basically making an event horizon anywhere and sending the whole ship or in this case a city through it the calculations are insane and slink has to be extremely precise or it's gonna be very bad only half of us will make it it'll be like the fly yeah (laughs) It's going to be morphed into each other. Oh, It's a Cronenberg movie. <laughs> so John has been floating around in space long enough. Oh, right. Can you imagine sitting there free for half an hour, quiet, alone, with no power in space? Listen. Waiting until you turn your engines back on to go blow yourself up via a nuke. I tr- have trouble doing my three minute meditations in the morning <laughs> so no i can't imagine like he doesn't have even does he have his phone with him to at least like play some games on his phone no literally i will sit there i set a timer for three minutes yeah and it's gotta be halfway through i'm like that timer should have gone off by now oh, I pl- <laughs> i'm like did my timer break has it been an hour I, what's he? I wonder what he's doing. He's probably singing to himself. Probably he's just singing he's like, Johnny Cash. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say either that or he's like just a small town girl. <laughs> like he's gotta do something to lift his own spirits. Oh my gosh, it's I can't. Mm. Or maybe he's singing when the man comes to town. Anyways, he starts flying to drop a nuke uh-huh. in a wraith ship. So our team is making their way in Oof. through the hive. They do run into some guards. And at one point, Ronan throws McKay sort of behind him. Everyone is returning fire. McKay looks at another way to get around. And there's a lot that happens in this fight. There is some fantastic action. Ronan ends up going hand to hand, but not really hand to hand, like improvised weapon. Yeah. But in the end... It's not great. A wraith comes up and stabs Ronan in the back. Motherfucker. And a very not, like, not that backstabs are good, but like a real bad of the bad. It's up real high. Yeah. Yeah. And he cries out. Ugh. At the same time, we see John racing ahead, firing one quick missile to break through the dart bay door and sneak in. I don't know how stealth that was, but I think they're occupied by other things. Yeah. So it's fine. Inside, Taylor takes up more guards as Ronan is on the ground, blood pooling, and you can tell this is very bad. Yeah, they're they're really like, how do we? How yeah. do we? McKay runs to him, realizing in horror that they have his lung and he's bleeding out. And Taylor is able to reach as well. Ronan tells them both to go. Taylor refuses to go without him, but then we watch. 
as Ronan dies. Yeah. Yeah. And Taylor turns, takes out a few of the wraith behind her, as does Lauren, who knows they have to go. I, I, I love this part. Look, I, I know that I'm being like facetious. It's only funny because we know that he's okay yeah. at the end. But he's like, go. They're like, no. Oh, shit. Okay, we're going. Yeah. Okay, we're going. We're going. There's love. There's love. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can see how much they don't want to leave him no, there. No, can't blame him. There's only so many. There's so many wraith coming at them. They don't have an option but to run and to well, leave and you Ronan's don't want to make his death a waste. Yeah. Those are the things to remember in those moments. Not that we're ever going to be in those, but the <sighs> idea is that when something like that happens and yeah. someone gives their life, don't let that be in vain. No. Yeah. And since this is a series finale. Yeah. You a hundred until you watch the end of it. I can. How yeah. much did you hundred percent think that like, that's oh, how the story ends? Fuck. I was not happy. I was definitely not happy. But I knew that it's like, well, if Ronan's going to go out, it's going to be fighting race. That's exactly. That's 100% how preach everyone assumes his story's going to go. Yeah. And, and one day it will. Yes. But today was not the day. Today was not that day. What do we say to the god of death? <laughs> not today, motherfucker. So John radios the SGC, updating them on the situation. He's here. He doesn't know how much time he has. He's arming the nuke. And just ask them to do him a favor when Atlanta shows up. Tell them I say goodbye. Oof. And this is a hard... We just lost Ronan. Yeah. Like 20 seconds ago. Uh (laughs) And while on the run, the rest of John's team hear John calling the SGC (laughs) and the entire line about the nuke and saying goodbye. And McKay's like, no, no, yeah. no. Again, I love the comedy. And Jack, did, <laughs> you're going to what? No, 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 don't do that. Because we're right here. We're stop, right here. Stop arming, Nuke. Please, no. Yeah. Everyone is shocked. There is no time for stories as to how. <laughs> no words. <laughs> no, just not Nuke. Just don't Nuke. Stop Nuke. Um, At least not yet. Uh-huh. Just no Nuke yet. Duke later. <laughs> Easy with the hero line, little buddy. <laughs> uh, McKay could you know Shepard had to steal himself and be like... That's what he was doing the entire <sighs> half an hour and while he's sitting like, there. He's thinking of his last rehearsing his lines. <laughs> and then, of course, McKay's like, whoa, 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 motherfucker. He's Not up. yet. Yeah. Um. So McKay's going to rig up a remote detonator because, surprise, surprise, we have a way off the ship. Yep. And McKay leads them to John. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I like, listen, I love Keller, but I feel like this scene was just put here so we can have Keller in the finale. It's like, oh, right, Keller. Keller so exists. So we'll see if it's the infirmary lane. No, they're about to fire up the wormhole drive. Uh-huh. And again, glossing over the nearly impossible aspects of getting that to work, which yeah. can be its own episode. Uh, Zelenka's just that good. Mm-hmm. Warning her anyway that they in any moment can find themselves in the middle of a combat situation and they should be ready <laughs> or just death or just death um because also who would have thought that Woolsey would be in command of the city during combat situation yeah. like this yeah i love this moment because it's like hey so option a is real shitty yeah and option b is also real shitty, but fast. But real, instantaneous fast, death. shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, if your options are shitty or instantaneous shitty. Well, it's like real shitty with a 
chance of living yeah or instant death shitty i know it's that chance of living part that makes it yeah. real difficult yeah 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 Ooh, okay. So, but um, don't worry if the wormhole drive doesn't work, we'll all be instantly vaporized. And I love <laughs> Keller's response of, oh, "Oh, okay, yeah." Because what else do you say to that? Yeah, you. She, I don't think she's still. I don't think even now she's done processing <laughs> no. it. No. Yeah. Um. Look, I don't know where John got his gun. Yeah. I don't know why he doesn't just have a sidearm. I'm not going to question things. Yeah. He's. I've, I'm sorry. I was just thinking. Keller, when they land at the end, yeah. she's like, wait, what could have happened? Like, I think that's when she finally processes <laughs> yeah, it all. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he's, he pauses. John sees his, his team there. Uh, it's the last people either side expected to see. Yeah. Um, McKay's like, yeah, same. And he gets to work on the remote boob. Mm-hmm. And uh, that just They're... leaves Lauren and Taylor left to deal with John asking them where Ronan is. Yeah. Well, that was McKay's did that on purpose. Oh, 100%. Uh-huh. McKay did that on purpose. And I'm going to leave the room before the awkward conversation starts. That is, that's, that's my move. Uh-huh. I do that move. Mm-hmm. I'm going to not. Look, I got, oh, someone's calling me over here. Bye. Is that a wraith calling me? Look, at my know. headphones are on. You can't, yeah. I can't hear you. My headphones, that, that move where you're like, you're not actually listening to anything through no, your headphones. You just, you're just have them on. <laughs> to look busy Wearing so no one can talk to you. style. <laughs> yep. Speaking of Ronan, this is science fiction. Uh-huh. So, and we have a race that can torture people in very unique ways. Speak with dead. And it's- hate Ronan. And you didn't actually think Ronan was going to stay dead, did you? They can take life, they can give it. So they literally cast Revivify on him. Uh-huh. And he, the, the, the Wraith wants answers. And I'm like, good luck, buddy. You you, you might as well just die here. <laughs> you, you have revivified the wrong person yeah. if you want answers. Ronan will just kill himself again. <laughs> yes. Before he gives you answers. Davis reports that the Hive has finished its gains of Earth and Sam knows they're going to target the military first then the power grid, get everyone to panic, and then launch darts and start feeding people. Yay. So the Wraith just stands over Ronan, wanting to know how many humans are on the ship. And of course, Ronan's just, fuck you. That's uh-huh. how many humans yeah. are on the ship. <laughs> Even with him pushing his foot on Ronan's wo- wound, Ronan's like, no. Nope. That's adorable. Yeah. It's great that you think this will make me change anything I hate, feel. And oh, then yeah. very quickly, John, the team take out a bunch of Wraith easier than they've ever taken out any Wraith on the show before yeah. in life. I like that he's like, where are the humans? Where are the humans? He's like, right here, here. bitch! <laughs> Count us! Yeah. Um, I like it's partly because John refused to leave Ronan behind. He always comes back for Chewie, but also just because they were rechasing their steps back to the oh, gate. Yeah. Um, but I like to think John just had to see for himself. Oh, yeah. You had to give him a hug. McKay's like, you were dead! Yeah. I I know a lot of things, and I'm certain. Yeah, he's like I'm no medical doctor, but I'm certain you were not alive. <laughs> and they just help him up and heavily support him as they continue. And of course, Taylor picks up Ronan's blaster because no way we're losing that shit yep. now. Yeah. So Davis reports the hive is powering weapons, and Sam gets a status update from John. Look, they're heading to the gate. McCain needs five minutes to get there. Five minutes to calibrate. But the Hive is powering weapons up now. Yeah. They're not going to have 10 minutes. Which John understands. 
And he asks for the detonator. And McKay's like realizing what this means. Yeah, did I understand I, that I am now killing me and my team. Did I say five minutes? No, I need like two minutes yeah, to set up the DHD. He does not want to die. I can do it. I can do it. I swear I can do and it. And John just says his name in this way that's begging him to not make him elaborate further on this. Yeah, please give me my dignity. Um, and John or McKay just realizes it. They have no other choice and hands the detonator to John. Fuck. And there's this heaviness in this moment. And everyone there knows and understands the situation and the priorities. Mm-hmm. And that's when Sam radios. Until. That there's another ship. Woo! And fuck yeah, if it's not Atlantis, just Atlantis literally just. Just Obi-Wan Kenobi, hello there. Yeah. It's way right on up <laughs> into In view. Weird little awkward shaped ship. Um, and and it stands between the Atlantis stands between the hive and Earth. And Woolsey tells Carson that now would be the time. Mm-hmm. And Carson launches a massive amount of drones from the city and starts to actually do damage to do the it. hive. And Sam fills John's team in on what's happening, and John realizes that they might actually get through the gate yeah. now, so they start booking it. Yeah, yeah. And on Atlantis, the hive is opening fire. The shields are holding for now, but they're already down to seventy percent. And Carson just keeps the pressure on the hive with the drones. I love it. It goes to show you how brave Wolsey actually is. Yeah. Because it's like, do you keep the shield up? And he's like, "Fuck no, we're here. Yep. We're going in." I, I, between this and a couple other things, like, I feel that Wolsey had some very interesting stories of his youth. Like, there's some formational shit that formed him. Wolsey is a man not looking for a fight, not looking for trouble, trying to keep the line. But this is a man who, if you put him on his edge, if you put him where he's got nothing left to lose, you're going to regret it. As I was told growing up, Mm -hmm. the, the wise lesson, you don't start the fight. But you end it. Yep. You finish it. Um, so the team gets to the Wraith Gate room and McKay gets to work. He has to do so while they're under fire from the guards. So that's usual for him. <laughs> and it's just the hive in the city exchanging gunfire from space. I wrote, keep firing. Won't stop ever. Don't know. <laughs> nope. So that's where my head was <laughs> when I took my notes. Um, but Atlantis is being pushed down closer to the atmosphere because every action, as Newton stated, has an equal and opposite reaction. So... Atlantis just from this bombardment is being pushed down closer yeah. to the earth and we see the shields start to get heat red hot from the friction Ugh. also draining the shields more and Carson gets to the point where he's like I can either keep firing or get us into a higher orbit keep I can't do both firing it's keep firing he knows what is at stake yeah Woolsey does yeah if not what was the point yeah yep so at the Wraith Gate, McKay is now dialing the Alpha site. And in Atlantis, things are exploding all over the control room. Shields are about to collapse, but they they can't take another hit. And McKay finishes dialing, and so they run. Everyone gets to the gate. John is last after being handed the detonator, and he presses the buttons, and we cut to his 302 and the console inside. And in my head, I just hear, at like, HAL 9000 mm-hmm. going, thermonuclear warheads, arms. <laughs> Yes. Oh, <laughs> and John yes. escapes through the gate, and as we see Atlantis sort of falling away, the Wraith ship just big bada boom. He's gone, and there's no way people over on that side of Earth didn't see that shit. Mm-hmm. 
What do you, what do they explain this away as? What do you, like, how do you explain this away as? A meteor. Phenomenon. Earth's atmosphere. What is it? Space junk. Collided. Whatever they're going to explain Atlantis flying through. It was a ghost. Yeah. You're all haunted. (laughs) Um, so... At the SGC, Davis reports their success. Everyone cheers, and Sam calls to thank Atlantis. And Wolsey's like, thanks, um, can't talk, please hold. Yeah. Because we aren't in orbit anymore. Super not well here. We are coming in hot with no shields. Mm-hmm. We're not sure how we're going to survive this reentry. Mm-hmm. And they manage just enough shield into the city to act as a heat shield as Atlantis just becomes a giant fireball in the sky, which apparently several ships in the Pacific can see, by the way, mm-hmm. as they're reporting it. You didn't see anything. Here's a lot of money. <laughs> That's how they explain the That's way. how they explain it away. So they, Sam keeps calling out for Atlantis with no replies until just as you are really starting to worry, Woolsey radios back. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the scare. So we're still in the air, but we survived re-entry and Carson's going to bring us in over water, hopefully, but maybe alert the Navy. Just in case. Just a little FYI. And Sam asks Walter to get the line to the president. Because Atlantis is coming home. Oh. Remember, Atlantis was on Earth. Yeah. We're coming home again. <laughs> home. <laughs> We're coming home, home again. again. Um, so everyone makes it back to Atlantis from the Alpha site. Um, it's been a long enough time that Ronan is super not dead and is yeah. able to get up and around uh-huh, the infirmary. Uh-huh. And he's bored here, real bored. So apparently the ship got as banged up as Ronan. Yeah. Even with three ZPMs, it's going to be on Earth for a while. And the big question when they're able to fly again is, will they be able to go back to the Pegasus galaxy? I would hope so. Taylor literally left her kid and husband. Yes. At least let Taylor go But, like, are you going to convince the IOC... I IOA, think, not the International Olympic Committee. No, the well, IOA. I mean, maybe they want a part of. Maybe they want to hold the next game. They here. might. Could you imagine Fuck, the Olympic imagine Games in Atlantis? Cool that That'd be, be awesome. Yeah. Um, imagine the high dives you can set up. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I. You're gonna have to pry this thing out of the IOA's cold dead hands. You yeah, know that. Yeah, I think you're just gonna have to be like, "Oops, we left." Um, either way, John's gonna make sure Ronan gets home. But Ronan's like, "I am home." Oh, Ronan. I'm home and I have a girl. I'm going to write a country song. Oh, we're about to get there. Speaking of, Amelia Banks walks over. That's right, bitches. Which, by the way, was in the control room of Atlantis for the whole episode. Um, And she's like, am I interrupting? And John's like, I'm pretty sure I'm interrupting. Yeah, let me see myself out of this. And I am here for this pairing, by the way. Yep, yep. Holy cow. We saw that is this an energetic bedroom. Listen, uh, Ronan saw her as, you know, kick fighting, kick punching. Yeah, kick puncher. <laughs> Just blinked on what the thing kickboxing? is. Yep, kickboxing's yeah. the word I was looking for, but yeah. in that moment, couldn't think of it. It was and too sexy Ronan, of a moment. The Ronan, moment was too sexy. Yeah, Ronan paid attention to that. Yes, he did. And uh, everyone liked that. Amelia heard that he died and came back to life and Ronan's like yeah there's um there's a few things he hasn't he still has to do and they both like grin at each other yeah I gotta do some things 
And after that moment, she wants to show him something in her pants. I mean, out on the balcony after her after, pants. And then my pants. And then what? Where are my pants? What happened to my pants? How healed are you, Ronan? I kick punched my pants off. <laughs> How healed are you? Because uh, you may open some stitches here healed soon. Enough? <laughs> Look, just, just lie still. <laughs> just enjoy the ride. I'm here for this pairing. I'm so I'm this is so far here for it. Too explicit, even for our explicit rating. Okay, we've gone weirder. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so oh, by the way, in case you forgot him, Todd's still here. Oh yeah, he's like your planet is saved and your friend survived because of me and my ZPM. Mm. John's like, well, what the fuck's gonna happen next time though? Yeah, and it's this whole chess game between him as usual, and 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 Todd asks, is there gonna be a next time? And we don't hear the answer. The world that. may never know. He likes to get to the center of a tootsie pop. <laughs> oh no! I don't know. What do you think he does to Todd? What do you think he does to Todd? So I'm trying not to. <clears throat> there is a series of books which is I don't think canonical. It does take place after these, and I haven't read any of them specifically, but I know some broad strokes. Okay. So I'm trying not to let those color my okay. thoughts. Um, he does. They do keep him captured for a while. But I think they can't keep him captured for long. I think eventually they do let him go. I would think. That you either join a team here. She's never. They're never going to let. Or we kill you. Yeah. So Amelia shows Ronan out to a balcony while everyone else but John, because he arrives in a second, is admiring the view. And Woolsey welcomes Ronan to Earth. Ronan's like, thanks, I've been here a few times. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. And where else do they come to rest? You've never seen it from this angle, motherfucker. But the whole of Atlantis sitting in the bay overlooking the Golden State oh, Bridge. Oh, yeah. Just but to please Grace's heart. That we need to. That, that beautiful, beautiful international orange bridge. I needed that. Yeah. I loved it. I can't believe you held that for the I entire did. five seasons. I did. I didn't tell her. <laughs> it was great. It was perfect. What a beautiful ending to anything. Ever. And like, just to clarify how much Grace is fond of this area. Tell them what color your hair got dyed. Oh, my hair is dyed international orange. <laughs> yeah. Because that is the color of the Golden Gate Bridge. 100%. Literally to my hairdresser, she's like, what did we decide on? And I showed her pictures of the yeah. Golden Gate. And she said, I fucking love it. No one's ever asked for a color like this. Yes. I'm having so much fun. Yep. And I went, you're welcome. The only thing this episode was missing was for them to go out. And this probably would have cost way too much money. Yeah. But them to go out on Journey's lights because it's like when the lights go down on the city and uh -huh. the sun shines on the bay. Yeah. How perfect. I know. For the city. I know. And the bay. I know. Anyway, and I've we decided that's my AKA when the lights go down on the city and the sun shines on the bay. <laughs> I want to be there in my city. city. Whoa. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, okay. mine included a bay. It just wasn't specifically about that bay. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, so. This was amazing. They do. They do. No one can see them. They put the cloak up before yeah. they got close and the whole area is under quarantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and John just strolls out there. He's they like, probably oh, say it's some sort went. of algae bloom bullshit. Probably. Yeah. 
So Keller pokes at McKay, making sure he's okay. And he shrugs. He's like, I'm alive and I have you. And what else could I need? And they sort of lean into each other adorably. And the team's there having a moment to breathe, taking in where they are. And John's like, it's a nice view. Yeah. And Wolsey goes, yes, it is. I like to hope that the city is a more active traveler now now that yeah. she knows she can she's like oh they just kind of take her around places please let me sightsee yeah um what an incredible end atlantis is definitely my favorite of the two so far it's oh, it's really hard it. it's really hard to pick because there's such different flavors yeah Maybe it's that. I just really like this flavor right now. Yeah. Um, it's vis- it, has, it has always been visually brighter, which is something that, I do like that. Is, a, is cozy. It, yeah. It lends itself to that, my Disneyfied brain, if, yeah, you, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. I get it. You know what I mean? Like when you're little and you can tell when you're not watching the yep. Disney movie, when you're watching one of the other ones. Yep. Um. It does have that feeling. I like that it's a nice, tight five seasons. I think it finds its footing sooner. It does. Than SG-1 does. I think it's one of those where they took their lessons they learned from SG-1 yeah. and were able to instill them faster. It's great. I'm sad it's done. Yeah. But we do have more coming. We do have more coming. We have two seasons of Stargate Universe. Yep. Holy cow, and then we're done. And then we are have watched all the Stargate that exists. Um, we are going to take a small break. Yeah. Uh in between. We haven't taken a break like this before. We haven't, and it's one of those where we both have some traveling coming up. We both some other stuff. So it's one of those we didn't want to start a new series and then have to take a couple breaks. Yeah, and we want to finish strong. Yeah. It got difficult. Uh, as as things do during pandemics. Yeah. Uh, and just because lives are changing, we've been doing this for how many years now? Six, Six seven years, seven years as a hobby. Mind yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back in the beginning of November. Yep. We'll be back November 1st. Um, and before we start Universe, we will be sure to bring you guys a couple of wrap-up things yeah we definitely want to do we have we fully acknowledge we haven't been as good with atlantis about giving you like our top tens and where this ranks but we do want to have like an atlantis wrap-up episode where we give you sort of our our top 10 atlantis episodes and we might again do what we did with sg1 where it's our top 10 like fun episodes and our top yeah. 10 episodes and there's thing. a couple of like speculations like what do you think these characters are doing now uh-huh. what do you think these guys work for now what's uh-huh. going on here um, are ron and amelia still fucking yes the answer is yes always forever yes <laughs> um how many babies do mckay and keller have now and how anxious is rodney about it one i'm saying they max out at one you think so yeah i'm really saying they i max- think they accidentally have like three mm. Like, they mean to have one, and then they have one, and then they accidentally get pregnant again, and it's twins. Maybe. That's because (laughs) Rodney's life has never been so easy. It's No, it hasn't. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Like, 
I, of course, of course they want one. Yeah. And that seems perfectly fine. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with one. I just don't think it's how life works out for them. <laughs> yeah. I think life laughs at them often. Yes, that's true. You know what I mean? 100%. And Keller, Keller seems like the the best partner for him to have as life changes plans for you. She, she's at least grounded. Yeah. Yeah. It's just he's such a planner that that is the kind of thing that life would do to him. Yep. Um. We love you guys. Yes. Uh, you can continue to find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. You can find us at Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. You can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. And patreon.com slash No Place Like Tara. Rate us like you view us wherever you get your podcasts. One quick thing before we go. Um, it does look like the iTunes issue was oh, yes. ironed out. It was yeah. apparently an issue between Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud their talking ZPMs to each other. weren't talking to their Wraith devices. Exactly. So that seems to be fixed. <laughs> All the episodes are now up there. Yay. Um, and uh, that we we have we have finished Stargate Atlantis. We love you guys and we'll see you really soon and we'll miss you. Bye. Okay, bye.